Hawks Nation, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Hawks Fan TV Podcast. As you can see, it is just me again this week. That is because our main man, Alex, was celebrating a little bit too hard last night. I know you guys saw him popping those Dom P bottles. Uh, he uh, has been recovering all day and was not able to record this week, but that's okay. As I always say, for those of you who are big Alex fans, don't worry. Our, our guy will be back next week. Um, so yeah, guys, I'll just go ahead and jump right into it because biggest news of arguably the entire season for the Hawks has, uh, finally happened. And that is that the Atlanta Hawks have finally let go of Nate McMillan as their head coach. Um, I'm for one, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, you know, I don't want to act like I'm celebrating a guy getting fired, but you know, there's obviously a little more context to the situation than that. Um, I think this is obviously the best move for the Hawks. Um, and, uh, we as fans can just be happy and excited about this and, um, kind of leave it at that, man. Don't, we don't have to make it deeper than that. You know what I mean? Just, just happy that we're getting a a fresh start with our head coach and can kind of move past some of this negativity that it feels like we've been stuck in for the last season, maybe two seasons here. So, um, so yeah, finally, finally got fired, man. You know, I do, do want to, uh, you know, give him uh, the the respect that he does deserve. I know it doesn't seem like I necessarily respect him very, a lot, but I do. Um, I know he's a very decent man off the court um, and did a lot of great things for the Hawks. Uh, gave us a lot of memories as Hawks fans that I know we didn't necessarily have before. Uh, what I'm getting at is that, you know, we won two Eastern Conference Finals games with him. He's the only coach in Atlanta Hawks history um, that uh, has two Conference Finals wins under his belt. So, you know, those those were awesome memories. You know, I I was high on Nate, just like a, a lot of other people were. I know we're kind of getting some some gripe from other fan bases about that. Now, I don't really care. Give us all the crap you want. I'm still happy about it. Um, and I still mean what I what I meant back in 2001 when I was happy about Nate turning that team around for us. You know, um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you saw that that meme video, if you will, of you know, uh, regulate by Warren G and Nate dog. And, you know, it, it was hilarious at the time. It's honestly even funnier now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that I think we can all kind of just, you know, put that in our rearview mirror and kind of move on from it. Um, you know, cause you know, I, I, I think the best way to kind of describe what Nate was for the Hawks, I was uh, saying to my buddies in a group chat earlier, you know, Nate was kind of like a rebound, right? Uh, you know, you you just got out of this really horrible relationship that just was sour and just did not end well. And that was Lloyd Pierce. Right. So you get you get this rebound. And at first you you love the rebound. They're they're great. Um, they're fun. They're they're fresh. They're they're so different than, you know, that horrible situation and relationship that you were in before. Right. Uh, but you kind of always know that, you know, maybe. You know, I, I don't know if you'll end up spending the rest of your life with the rebound. You know, you kind of kind of always know that in the back of your mind. Um, and you know, to kind of translate this um, analogy to what I'm talking about, you know, you you may know that you never may actually win a championship with this coach, but it's a it's a rebound coach. They're there in that transition period for you, and um, you know, you, you guys can end up having some great memories together. Uh, but like I said, you always kind of know that that one day things will probably come to an end, and here we are. Things are are coming to an end. You're ready to kind of move on from your rebound and uh, settle down and go find uh, your soulmate and find somebody you're going to spend the rest of your life with and uh, win you some championships. So I, I think that's really all that's happened with the Hawks here. Um, as I've said before, 
go go get our Steve Kerr to our Mark Jackson, right? So we we I think that's what we're trying to do now is get that Steve Kerr. Um and, and we'll see what happens, man. We'll we'll see what happens. I I still stand by and you know we'll stand by this even by the end of the season and into the next season, but that that it was still the best move for for the Hawks to do this. Um Nate was just a, a little too old school in some of his approaches. Um, I think not only on the court with some of his rotations and some of his uh, defensive schemes and, and and what have you, but also off the court, you know, uh, obviously most famously his whole not wanting to develop young talent thing. I get that at that point in his career, maybe he just didn't really feel like doing that anymore, or maybe that was just an old school thing in general. You know, it's just not something that really used to happen in the NBA. I, I'm not exactly sure, um, but, you know, clearly – you know, him having that stance, not only did it, it rub some fans the wrong way, I think it clearly rubs some of the players the wrong way. Uh, but, you know, some of the comments that you heard come out today, uh, you know, I think most notably some of the ones that I heard, you know, first, I, Clint Capella, you know, I think his comment was pretty neutral. I, I think Clint kind of took the stance of, you know, it's kind of on all of us, you know, it's a team team effort here. And, you know, he, he's not completely wrong on that. He's not. I, 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 as as happy as I am, I do believe and understand that you cannot blame all of all of the problems on Nate. That's just not how something like that works. But you got to you got to cut the head off or, or do something, right? You know. So, um, so I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with with Clint, but I do think you know he was kind of taking a, a little bit of a media safe a, approach, if you will. Um, whereas I do think John was a little more honest, and you know I don't think John necessarily said anything bad whatsoever about. Nate as a person or even necessarily as a coach, but I do think there was one comment that really um, stood out to me. And that was that, you know, maybe Nate would be better suited, you know, coaching a team that was older. Um, so, you know, I I think the best way to kind of put that and, you know, I know, I know with what I'm about to say that John isn't like starting his career, but he's still a very young man. We have to, we have to understand that, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm significantly older than John Collins and I don't feel old at all. Okay. So, um, it's the, these, these guys are young. Um, but you know, it's, you got, you got to think about it. You know, you're starting your career in whatever field you work in, right. Whether this is healthcare, finance, uh, real estate, whatever it is. Okay. You're starting your career. Um, you're fresh out of college and your manager is telling you, um, that they're not going to spend any time helping you develop your skill sets for what, whatever position you have. Right. I mean, I, I mean, how's that going to make you feel? Like, you know, I, I think we're like forgetting this human element with these guys at times. You know, I kind of mentioned that with the John Collins and the trade rumors. Well, this is the same idea, man. These are human beings that at the end of the day, um, you know, no, they don't need to be sent down to the G League because they still need to be developed a little bit. Like, like wh- whose who's game is completely polished at this point? Like, I mean, I think even LeBron James is still working on, you know, polishing up some some aspects of his game. And I'm just using him as an example purely because – it doesn't matter, man. Like, what 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 kind of approach are we taking that these guys don't need any level of development? So, um, I think that just rubbed John the wrong way. Like, it would undoubtedly rub any of you the wrong way. Like, you I don't want to sound like a jerk here, but you can lie to yourself and say that it wouldn't bother you, but you're doing exactly that and lying to yourself. It would undoubtedly bother you. It's human nature to be bothered by something like that. Um, you know, to for Nate and in the analogy, your boss, those are people that are supposed to help you develop your skill sets. That's just how the, that's how the universe works, man. That's, that's how we progress as society and that's how we uh, help each other out. So, um, 
you know, I, I, I think that that clearly rubs some people the wrong way. And, you know, that's one small little part of it. And, I, and I'm kind of saying it that way because I highly doubt that was the only thing that Nate kind of had that approach, that old school approach of like, I'm not necessarily going to help you with that. Um, you know, so it, it clearly wasn't really working. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is a guy who you take away 2021 when sure he did take us to a 27 and 11 record and obviously the Eastern Conference finals and a couple wins and whatnot. Um, you know, since then is basically set right at 500. And for a team that is as talented as we are, uh, front the front office has decided, and I think we've decided as fans too that that's not acceptable. Okay. So, you know, we needed something better. At the end of the day, we made the move, and I, I guarantee you we will not regret making this move, guys. Um, but, you know, I, I'll, I, I, will, I will wrap up the, the whole little spill on Nate with this. You know, Nate did have to go, like, absolutely had to go, and that's why he has gone. Um, but I do. I do agree, even though <laughs> some people on Twitter, I think, are taking it a little too far. Um you know, it's not not every single problem is just going to be solved by Nate being fired and 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 out the door. So, you know, the, the Hawks still got some work to do. Um, so with that being said, it's very, 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 very crucial who we hire next. Um, I think this could arguably go down as one of the biggest decisions this franchise has ever made. Um, because you make you make the right decision here, and this guy could end up winning some championships. And I I, I will die on that hill. Um, so this is a, a huge, huge decision they got to make here. Um, so, like I said, still, still got some work to do. Um, but we'll kind of segue into that now that we, you know, I've kind of mentioned that obviously you, what, what's the next step? You fire your coach, you got to hire one, right? Um, so those of you who do not know, Joe Prunty will be the interim coach, but I do think he'll be exactly that. I don't see them writing it out with him like they did with Nate and, um, you know, giving him uh, a, a new contract after the season is over. I do think we'll probably hire someone here soon. Prunty will probably only coach a game or two, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, Prunty, if you're listening, I think the only way you can stay, bud, is if you win us a championship, which if you do that, man, I'm perfectly fine with you staying. So um, no hard feelings, though, Prunty. Um, so, yeah, so the replacements that I think uh, the two, excuse me, the three biggest replacements that have kind of been circulating around um, ESPN and Bleach Report and whatnot have been Charles Lee, Kenny Atkinson, and Quinn Snyder. Um, all three of these guys do have ties to the Hawks previously. They were on Coach Bud's staff uh, back in, you know, 2013, 2014, I think 2015 as well. Um, but, you know, those those couple of years there where the Hawks won 60 games and had one of our greatest seasons in franchise history, right? So, um, you know, all three of those guys do have ties to the Hawks, and I think that's uh, pretty important. Um, I, I don't think, you know – were uh, a franchise that necessarily, you know, <laughs> carries that much respect necessarily. But I, I do want it to be somebody that has some some level of ties to the organization previously. So um, I think all three of those guys would would be good fits. Um, and I'll kind of just go down the list with them here, um, starting with Charles Lee. I don't. I think Charles Lee is probably, and I'm, I'm probably not alone on this. Probably the the one that we we all probably know the least about. Um, but I, I will say he's in a very good situation right now. He's still on Coach Bud's staff in Milwaukee. He obviously won a championship a couple years ago, could very well win another championship this year. Um, it's, it, he doesn't have the head coaching experience like Kenny and Quinn do, um, which doesn't mean that he's you know not necessarily qualified because of it, but I just don't know if it's something that he would want to do, jump into it in mid-season like this. 
Um, you know, if we wait until the the off season, hey, maybe I think, you know, Charles Lee would be a little more comfortable to it. But as I just mentioned, I do think this is something that the Hawks are going to try and go and get take care of in the next week or two. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll say that. I, I probably think Charles Lee will stay put. But, you know, if he comes over, um, I think, you know, he's obviously been in a system right now that is proven to win you games in the NBA and even a championship. So, um, obviously, you know, him bringing that, that pedigree over, I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, but again, I, I don't think it's too likely. Uh, moving down to uh, Kenny Atkinson, um, this is a guy who uh, I, I've, I've seen his name circulate on Hawks Twitter for, it feels like years now, of, of people wanting him to come back. Because again, you know, part of that Coach Bud staff, the dude can seriously develop some talent, which obviously the situation that we were just in with Nate and the lack of that there and how it clearly made some of our players feel, even our star players feel, um, you know, maybe, maybe because of that, he would be the best fit. I, I, I will say this, I think very similar to Charles Lee though. He's just in a good situation. The guy just won a championship last year with Golden State. Um, Golden State isn't doing too hot, but obviously they're Golden State, man. They get in the playoffs. They could easily, you know, go on a run and win another championship. Um, you know, so again, I don't know if jumping midseason that that'd be something he necessarily want to do. You know, he also does have the experience, and with that being said, maybe he isn't you know really wanting to go through the whole pressure of being a head coach in the NBA again. You know, I kind of laugh because that's exactly what Nate McMillan just went through with this fan base and and the front office. So you know, maybe maybe he is like, hey, you know, I'm in a good situation. I'm a, I'm an assistant on one of the best teams in the league, and you know, I'm. I'm Doubt he's hurting too bad financially. So, um, so again, I don't know if that one's super likely, but I have to admit, if I if I ranked all three of them, I would have Charles at three, Kenny at two, and then moving on to my number one, I, I do think Quinn Snyder would be our best option uh, of the three. Um, I do think he's the most proven of of the three. He uh, has the most experience as a head coach. Uh, was the head coach in Utah for eight seasons led them to the playoffs in six of those, actually led them to the number one overall seed in 2020. Um, and, you know, this is a guy who not only would improve some of the um, rotations and schemes that we would have on the court, but I think most importantly would, you know, kind of change the culture in the locker room. Because I got to admit, guys, I, I I don't feel like we have the greatest culture in the locker room right now. And I'm not saying that I don't think the guys like each other, or that they don't get along. I just think, um, you know, I, I've been saying it for years. There's a certain culture that you have that, you know, wins you championships. And that's why you see, you know, the same teams slash same players and sports of all levels, same coaches as well, win championships over and over again because they figure out the formula. There's a formula to it. And a huge part of that formula is culture. Obviously, a huge part of it is talented as well. But Huge part of that formula is culture. Um, and Quinn Snyder's culture is one that like famously emphasizes openness and communication with his players. Um, and that's just something that I think is more important in the league than it probably ever has been with this younger generation of players, especially with a team that's super young like the Hawks. Um, you know, I, I don't know uh, if that's something that they maybe got with Nate. Nate, as I mentioned, was a pretty old school guy. And with being old school, I don't know if that's something you were necessarily providing, you know, which, you know, a lot of people could argue he doesn't have to provide that. Okay, I, you know, that that's a different argument, man. If, if 
if your players are saying that's what they need, you know, I think that's something that we kind of need to accommodate. But, um, you know, I, I, I think at the end of the day, any three of those guys, we're going to be in a good situation, better situation than we were with Nate. But I, I don't think, you know, we'd be in the same situation with all three, meaning, you know, we could have one way, one way, and one way, right? So, you know, I, I we really got to make the right choice here. Um, and, yeah, as I mentioned, it could, could be the biggest choice this franchise ever made. Uh, so, yeah, so, um, you know, I, I guess it's worth mentioning uh, a dark horse candidate, uh, an Ime, Ime Udoka. Um you know, Udoka is somebody that uh, obviously has a little bit of a, um, you know, polarizing uh, stance right now, polarizing situation um, with, with the whole scandal. Um, I read up more on it today than, than, than I ever did in the past uh, because of the, you know, potential of him being a, a head coach here in Atlanta. Um, and I, I got to say, you know, it's, it, it it wasn't as uh, clean as I thought it was, but it also wasn't something where I really think, you know, this man needs to be, you know, voided from society and and, and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I won't get into anything like that because obviously that's a completely different conversation. Um, but I will say, you know, purely in a basketball sense and in an X and o, X's and O sense, I think he's got to be one of the, younger, brighter minds out there right now. He, obviously what he did in Boston last year. Um, Alex has, uh, at this point, I feel like famously mentioned a few times that, you know, Boston last year, halfway through the season, was sitting at 500 and ended up making it to the finals, right? Um, and a lot of that was, was you know, him and, and his uh, play calling and his, you know, I <laughs> – I guess I, I don't know if I can use the culture word because I don't really know, but, you know, I, Boston seemed like they had a pretty good one. So um, point being is, you know, he he's bright mind. Whoever ends up getting him because eventually a team will um, either, you know, have his name be cleared or whatever. And, and you know, he'll he'll, you know, be be hired. Um, whoever does, we'll, we'll get, we'll get an, an incredible head coach. I, I I will say that. So, um, I don't know if it'll end up being the Hawks. Um, I can say this because of everything that's kind of happened with them. Um, if you're just looking at it in a basketball sense, we got to want them. But if you're looking at it, uh, the entire picture and the entire context, it's maybe something at this point we kind of just want to avoid. So, um, but hey, you know, I, I'd love to get a guy from that Popovich coaching tree if we could. Um, so yeah, and I guess uh, but before before I go into uh, paying some bills around here from our guys at Fermented Solutions, um, I guess the last art course that is at least worth mentioning because I'm sure most of you have seen um, <laughs> a certain Instagram post from a certain Hawks player today that uh, included them wearing a jersey of a player that. Uh, has previously been a head coach in, in the NBA. And I am, of course, referring to Trey Young wearing a Steve Nash jersey. And uh, I'm really not going to provide any sort of analysis on this one, guys. I'm just going to leave it at this. It better not be Steve Nash. <laughs> it better not be Steve Nash. Um, no no disrespect, Steve Nash. Grew up watching you. I'm right there with Trey Young. think you're one of the best point guards of all time. But, oof, man, I, I we are not in a situation to be hiring some sort of experimental Coaching hired. No, no, man. We, we got to have a proven winner, a guy who knows what he's doing, a guy who has a culture ready to go. Um, 
And Steve, again, just like Udoka, I'm sure one day you will be a great coach. That day, I don't think he's here yet. And um, sorry, bud. Ho hopefully, you do it with somebody else. But yeah. So with that being said, I uh, as I mentioned, pay some bills around here. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, listen to this message from our guys over at Firminate Solutions. Uh, check them out um, if that's something that you think you could use for your business or even for you know your personal use. Um, but yeah, guys, check out this message. As always, thank you, Firminate. When you need quick, effective, and accurate data cabling services, call Firmament Solutions. We care about your network infrastructure. Our services are white labeled, so you get the contracts. We provide the services. Our expertise includes low voltage communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24 hour service coverage. So we ask, when is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right, guys. Um, so, yeah. So we'll wrap up this week's episode with uh, a little less coach talk and a little more um, look into the future, if you will. So, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter who we hire, um, whether it's Quinn Snyder, uh, whether it's, you know, Kenny Atkinson. Sorry, I was getting a brain fart there. Whether it's whoever. OK, that doesn't matter who it is. Um, they're all going to be facing the same task, which is a very daunting task at that. And you're going to be uh having um 23 games left uh and 14 of them are at home but you have the third hardest third toughest schedule remaining and uh yeah you know I'll I'll be honest because of that uh, who unless somebody comes in and it is just this like sw switch that flips um you know I I I can't see us really doing too much um, our schedule is insanely tough to end the season. It feels like it's been tough all year, but that's just because we have been incredibly average. Um, you know, it is what it is. We got 14 at home, like I mentioned, so that, you know, I feel like bodes a little bit more, you know, a little better for us. But with that being said, I mean, we got to be realistic. It's not like we're going to win all 14 at home. So, um, you know, with, like I said, we have 23 games. My prediction is that we will end the season to go 10 and 13. Um, maybe, you know, I, if, if the coach comes in and really changes things and, you know, really, uh, gets, gets a spark plug under these guys and they start playing, you know, incredible basketball, I, I could see 13 and 10, 14 and nine, maybe even 15 and eight. But I will say, um, I, I, I do think a, a 10 and 13, somewhere around their record is probably what we'll have for the, the, the remaining of the season, um, regardless of what coaching hire we make. Um, I want to I, I want to be incredibly optimistic. We can, you know, we certainly can. Um, I just, you know, think this season is going to go down as a little bit of a wash for for us Hawks fans. But that's okay because we, hey, we cut the fat and we're going to be looking beautiful next year. So, um, but hey, you know, with all that being said, some some people that are uh right right around us in the standings or even kind of right above us, meaning Toronto, Brooklyn, and, and the Knicks, they all have difficult schedules remaining as well. Um, so, you know, who's to say that, you know, we kind of catch fire and one of them slip up and we are still able to catch a top six seed. You know, it's, it, it will obviously be decided uh, later on in the season. And, um, you know, I, I'll say this, if you're hopeful that we do and you think this coaching hire is going to change that, I, I actually don't, necessarily disagree with you um i'm just kind of trying to be a little more realistic and 
and understand that, you know, probably won't turn anything around this season just yet. Um, but hey, I, I I will gladly be wrong on that if if, if we do. Um, you know, but hey, with the 10 and 13, that should still likely get us into the play in. Um, whether that's, you know, the six, seven, I mean, I'm sorry, the seven, eight game or the the nine, ten game, I'm not sure, you know, uh completely sure, obviously. Um, but I I, I think like last year, if we get in the play in, we we could definitely um win the one game or the two games that we need to to actually be the seven or the eight seed. But that being said, I don't know how much noise we could necessarily make. I do think we will at least win more than one game like we did last year, but we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. Like like I mentioned, you know, we're not the only ones that have tough a tough schedule going forward. So, um, but you know, March will definitely go down as as the biggest month of of the season for the Hawks because it'll more than likely be right about when the new coach is being hired. Um, we have an incredibly hard schedule in the month of March. I mean, it is a gauntlet of a schedule. You know, we we have our lone uh, extended road trip after all-star game, meaning that it's not just a one-off game on the road that we, you know, will be gone for the night. Um, we played both teams that were in the finals last year. So obviously, we, you know, the Celtics and the Warriors, as I mentioned, it's just a gauntlet of a schedule, man. So um, it'll, it'll definitely determine whether or not we make it to the playoffs, to play in top six seed, you know, all these things are still in play for the Hawks. So I, I will not ignore that at all. Um, but I, I think it really just matters how quickly that new coach is, you know, able to kind of come in and get things rolling. Um, cause Nate, it, obviously, as we all remember, he was already in the building. He was already, you know, at practice with all the players. This will be a little different. So I don't think it will be as seamless of a, of a transition, but Hey, you know, this is something that all the guys clearly, Okay, I won't say clearly, but this is, does seem like something that most of the guys wanted. So, um, could could be a good thing. So, um, but you know, as as I kind of mentioned before, I do think ultimately the twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three season will go down as one to kind of ultimately forget as a Hawks fan. Um, I know, <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm going to say to myself, I was like, damn man, you've been pretty excited all episode. Now you're getting grim. And I, I think it's more just, you know, uh, reality is kind of setting in of, of you know, that um, this coaching change was needed. And, you know, last time we did this, we did go on a, on a crazy run. So, you know, I, I'm not doubting at all that history doesn't have the chance to repeat itself. I think I'm more just accepting that, you know, it it is more likely that, you know, we probably do have um, an above 500 record for the last – 23 games. So maybe my prediction is wrong, but it is something that, you know, just because of how tough our schedule is and just some of the things we'll be going through as a franchise. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I say it with a smile because I'm still happy and I'm still excited. I still think this was the absolute best decision for us to make as a franchise, but I do understand that the rockiness of this road that we've been on hasn't exactly smoothed all the way out. So, um, but the, the smoothness, it's, it's inside guys. We can see it. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and wrap up this week's episode on that. As I mentioned, Alex will be, be on uh, next week's episode. Um, for those of you who are, are big, uh, readers on our articles, um, Hawks fan TV, AJ will actually be joining on an episode here soon too. So be looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, guys can't thank you enough as always. Thank you for, for following and supporting. 
please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HawksFanTV. Check out our website at HawksFanTV.com. As I mentioned, that's where all the articles will be located. Um, and when we got some other content in there too, I, I've done some feud reviews at the, at the arena way back when. Um, so check those out guys. Uh, we, we, uh, love bringing you guys this content and going to, going to keep doing it. Thank you as always. And, uh, guys, we, 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 we got, we got things to smile about as Hawks fans. So, um, thank you as always guys looking forward to you next week and go Hawks.